It's time again for The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies. Hi, I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. And I'm Chuck Kuala, former Senate Majority Leader. And we're the insiders. Well, Chuck, it was a big day today. Everyone's been wondering what the governor was going to do with regards to the budget of the Republican sent him. And it turns out he signed it. What do you think? Well, it will be a great re-election budget for the governor. You know, the Republicans, you can tell they're they're distraught because they say, oh, this isn't his budget. Every budget that the governor signs is the governor's budget. And it is his budget. And it gives delivers a middle class tax cuts, more money for education. By the way, the governor supplemented the paltry amount of money that Republicans put toward education with $100 million that he was able to do from federal money. So this is going to be a great budget for him to run on. And Republicans cannot get away from that. They were hoping that he would, they put a poison pill in, that it would cut $2.3 billion from education. And Republicans would walk away and say this was Evers fault. Oh, they were hoping that that would happen and it didn't happen. But here's the thing. Republicans have turned from a, from a, a party that has a lot of their support in the suburbs to relying on rural Wisconsin, which is shrinking, by the way. But you know who cares more about their public schools than anybody? Rural Wisconsin. And once people figure out that the only money that Republicans put in was for property tax relief and it doesn't go to their schools, at some point, and I think this might be the year, next year during the election, is going to be the year that that catches up with Republicans. People who go to those Friday night football games and those Saturday night basketball games and those hockey games across the state and the soccer games in the spring, they are, they are for public schools. And once they figure out that it's only because Governor Evers added an additional $100 million that their schools aren't sucking air, I think this is going to catch up with them. But the great thing is he's got this huge budget surplus. He, he has a middle class tax. He has uh, an education uh, program that actually adds money. And yeah, the Republicans think it's great for them, but it's also great for the governor. So they just bought themselves another four years of Tony Evers. Congratulations, Governor. Wow. Well, I couldn't see this any differently than you did. Um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, just look at the process here. Two budgets in a row. The governor submits a budget to the Republican legislature with a billion dollar tax increase. The legislature completely throws his budget out. They write their own budget. The governor pounds the table and says, if you don't give me what I'm asking for, I'm going to veto the whole thing and bring you guys back here to get it right. And then he signs the whole thing and tries to take credit for it. So we're here again. The governor's going uh, to take credit for the Republican budget. But I would note the headlines around the state all say Evers signs Republican written budget. Evers signs Republican tax cuts. Those are the headlines that we're seeing across the state this week. So I think the governor's going to get less credit than he would normally get here. Um, he didn't get anything on his progressive wish list done. He didn't. He doesn't know how to trade or negotiate with the legislature. He keeps making threats he never delivers on. Just three weeks ago, this budget was so bad, he was going to veto the whole thing. And instead, today, he's proudly signing on it and running on it for re-election. Um, I, I just don't know how you work with a guy like that. I can see why the Republicans find him to be very frustrating. Oh, oh let me remind you of your own words, Speaker Jensen, and the words of Governor Thompson. I recall Speaker Jensen, and we've had this on this program before, walking into my office and saying, 
yeah, great job on that lower class size and that education funding. My people will run on that. And you know what? Scott was absolutely right. Guess who else took credit? We did a great job on lowering class size across the state of Wisconsin and K3. You know who did that? That was Tommy Thompson. And you know what? The problem is, and what I realized after a bit of my time in the legislature, every budget is the governor's budget. Whatever happens on his watch, he gets credit for. And by the way, it won't only be about this great budget next year that the governor's got. It's going to be about what a great job he did during COVID and how our economy came through in flying colors. You know, the problem that the Republicans have, it's kind of whistling past the graveyard again. They cannot think of one thing that they can run against him on. Rebecca Clayfish, she better find something and it better not be a gun sitting on the table next to her like Leah Vukmir to try and trump up some reason for, for people to vote for. The bottom line is this is going to work out great for Democrats next year and in particular, great for Governor Evers. And actually it works out very well. What's sad about it is that the the Republicans, again, refused to take an additional billion plus dollars that would have been able to be used for anything, plus additional health care money that would have covered more people. And again, the Republicans are willing to cut off their nose to spite their face because they don't want to give a win to Governor Evers. They wouldn't do that. And by the way, all of this stuff we're talking about, including everything, I mean, every word that Scott Jensen said is lost because it will only be the insiders who watch this program and face it, folks, you're not enough to create a majority in the state of Wisconsin. What the people of the state of Wisconsin will know and what the voters will know is that Governor Evers delivered a tax cut, more money for education, even supplemented the parsimonious Republican budget with an additional 100 million. And by the way, we haven't even talked about the $129 million that he put in for broadband that got delivered. This is going to be a great situation for Democrats next year. And I think the Republicans are screaming so loudly because they know they have nothing to do. They hoped that he would veto the budget so they could say we're not coming back. And it costs $2.3 billion for our schools. No, that's not what happened. Two-thirds funding, which will be able to be leveraged and used by Democrats in the future when they have more control. This is a good budget for Democrats, and down the road, it will be a good budget even, even farther down the road in future years. Well, let me point out two things. First of all, uh, this budget was passed mostly with Republican votes, so they're going to get credit for all the stuff that you say the governor's going to take credit for as well. And second of all, I do think some of the Democrats who vote against this budget will have some trouble explaining while the governor's talking about how wonderful this budget was for them to say why they voted against it. That, that, that my guess is they'll have some trouble uh, defending that. You know, let me, we're the insider. Let me, we're supposed to show people what happens next, not necessarily what happened this week. Um, I'd like sure. to point out, I think the governor did some things in here to set up the next battle. Um, uh, he, he vetoed out the personal property tax cut for small businesses. He vetoed $550 million going to the rainy day fund. That means the state's ending balance is about $800 million more than what the legislature left him with, which means they get to fight all over again in January when the governor does his state of the state address and there's just a short six, eight week session of the legislature. But what we do with all that money that's left over, do we put it in schools or do we cut taxes? You're gonna see another version of this story all over again in January. And I, and I was talking about the future of the election next year, which is really what the big issue is about. But here's the thing. I'm glad you brought it up, Scott. The governor vetoed an outrageous 
multi couple hundred million dollar tax cut for corporations. That's one thing that he did in addition to adding things. And look at the difference between what the Republicans put in that he took out and what he put in that they took out. Governor Evers wanted another billion and a half dollars for K-12 education. The Republicans hurt your local schools. The Republicans, on the other hand, wanted a huge tax cut for business. And the governor just said, no, we're not going to drive up your property taxes. We're not going to give business yet one more tax cut. I like the dynamics of what changed between the Republican version and the Democratic version of the budget. That's all well and good. But by the way, let me hearken back to the current federal judge who was approved by a, a Republican U.S. Senate, by the way, Lynn Adelman, who told me long ago, and it was absolutely true, that the budget votes really didn't matter politically for legislators. You know why? Because he said there's always plenty of reasons why you voted for it, and there are more than plenty of reasons why you voted against it. So the bottom line is it will not affect people one way or the other in the legislature because they have lots of reasons why they voted for it or why they voted against it. So I don't see that happening. I see this as good. You know, the bottom line here, let's take the bottom line. The bottom line is Wisconsin government in great shape, tax cuts, uh, more money for schools. That's all. The economy is good. We're coming out of COVID. That kind of good news bodes well for Governor Evers, who's in power. And what it also bodes well for is Democrats nationally. I like the dynamics of where we are as a country and where we are as a state economically. And I also like what this budget does in setting that, that kind of dynamic for next year. Well, it sounds like both sides are claiming victory here. Perhaps it was actually the people of Wisconsin who won. We'll see you next week. I hope so. See you next time. You've been listening to The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies.